So what if you're single? You're never alone in the single soul circle. Join us as we hear from singles who will inspire you and help you face the unique challenges and opportunities of the single life. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. Hello and welcome. So today I don't have a guest, but in a way I do have guests. They're just not present today. But I did hear from some speakers this week that had a lot of great information to share, and I thought I could share that with you today. The first one is through a business event at my work, and the speaker was Amy K. Hutchins, and she always goes by Amy K., And she was just a real vibrant personality and brought us some information that's helpful for business, but I could also see how it would apply to your personal life. And there was a question that she had in our worksheets as we were going through the program that you could say related to business. But again, this one I really felt related to personal in my case when I was looking at it. And it was about achieving your goals. And the question was, Who might I need to become to lead into these goals? And when I look at that question, the word that's really standing out is become. So I think looking at who do you need to be to really get to that goal and that thing that you want rather than the doing. Because I think when we look at goals, a lot of times it's listing off those steps that we need to take to get there and not necessarily looking at who we need to be through that process to make it successful because I think it's not just the actions we take it's what is that attitude that we take into it and you know how are we treating others through that process that are also important and I think of some different examples from my own life where I can see this in play and one is through my mentoring relationship in my mentoring relationship I see my mentee achieving so many great things And people will say, you're doing a great job mentoring her. And I'll think, but I'm not really doing anything. You know, I'm not helping her with her math homework. I'm not, you know, doing these specific things. But I think the deeper thing is that I'm there for her. So if she ever needs to talk, I'm there. If she's having a stressful week, just getting her away from that stressful situation just for a break, Um, encouraging her not judging her and just being that person who really encourages her to be who she is and doesn't have, you know, my own expectations for her. It's I want what she wants for her life. So I think that's a neat way of me just being there for her rather than in that doing space or requiring things from her. And, you know, no matter what she does, accepting that and and just really cheering her on and and feeling happy for her. Another place that I can see this in play is maybe how people approach dating. So the goal might be finding a relationship. And the easy steps to look at if you're looking at it from a doing perspective is, okay, well, I'll get on a dating app or, you know, I'll ask a friend to fix me up or I'll go out to a bar and find a guy. So those are, you know, action steps you could take But who are you being through that process and how is that going to really help you find that person? Are you being positive and talking about things that you're passionate about, you know, or are you complaining and talking about bad dates, sharing all your bad date stories and you're just connecting on that negativity? Are you approaching this with an openness or are you feeling really closed and not expecting much when you arrive for your date? Those are some ways you can look at who you're being 
and see how that can affect your goals rather than just focusing on those actions that you take. And this focus on being continued the next day as I got to go see Elizabeth Gilbert doing a reading for her new book, City of Girls. And there was a question that someone in the audience asked. The person said, I know writing is your passion and your purpose. What's another purpose that you have? Liz shared that her purpose is to be the love in the room. And that was just so profound to really think about that state of being, being the love in the room rather than, you know, a doing or action item. And, and she shared more about that story, about how her partner had been dying of cancer. And first she thought her purpose was to be the caregiver. And she realized pretty quickly she wasn't good at that. She became controlling and judgmental and all these different things because of this doing action. And so by stepping back and taking on that role of being the love in the room, no matter what happened, she was not going to judge anybody. You know, she wasn't going to judge her partner. She wasn't going to judge anyone who came to visit or the caregiver who took over. She was just focused on bringing that love into the room. And I thought it's something that sounds so simple, but wow, if we can really step back and be that for people, what a profound effect that we could have on them. So this made me think a little bit deeper about how do you get to that being space without making it another doing thing that you feel like you're not achieving. And I thought maybe it's looking at some of the values that you find important. So for me, one of those is connection. And whether that's me connecting with other people, helping other people connect with each other, and how important that is. So I think when I'm in being, I'm really in connection and helping others connect. And that's kind of my natural state. So really thinking about when you're being your authentic self, that's when you're in that state of being is how I would look at it. So that may be one way to really see if you're in that state of being so for me, one of those values around connection is kind of around travel and being able to connect with others when I travel and just seeing that I hadn't taken a trip in a while and was really missing that feeling of being with people and learning about them and all of that. So then I was able to use that to take my action and do the doing part of it by planning a trip. And that will bring a lot more peace to my life by reconnecting to that authentic person that I am. We're all different and we all have different values and things that we have to give to the world. So really thinking about what some of those things are where we're in that space of being non-judgmental and in some ways going with the flow of the world. I know for me and a lot of people, there's just such a go, go, go pace and feeling like there's all these things that you need to accomplish and just pushing and pushing. So I think that state of being is a good place to come back to when you're starting to get that feeling of getting frustrated with yourself for maybe not meeting the things that you, you think you need to do and step back and see if you're really being that authentic person and living those values. 
one thing I noticed about myself, so as part of the podcasting, I've been recording myself every day to practice my voice, practice some editing and volume, things like that. I would just kind of talk about my day or things going on and then listen to it. And doing this is a great exercise. So even if you're not into podcasting, I would suggest trying this. I know a lot of people journal. So this is just another version of that. But being able to play it back is so insightful. So one of the things that really stood out to me is that I say I need to so much. It was so like, I need to write a blog post. I need to set up an interview. I need to, I need to, I need to. And I didn't realize how much those thoughts were going through my head because I'm speaking my thoughts. And I know those are the thoughts that are going through my head all day long. So that was really eye-opening because I didn't realize how much I had been beating on myself for not achieving these goals or getting these things done. And some of these things, I think, are things that you can't push as much and that it's not like I was being lazy and not getting these things done. So it has been insightful and helped me see that maybe it's time not to push so hard and when I go back to that state of being and being open to you know hearing other people's ideas and just stepping away from it then everything starts to flow but when I'm putting all this pressure on myself in that doing phase things are just not happening because there's just so much stress involved and the beating myself up I think is kind of beating that creativity out of me I think another reason that you might get stuck in that doing phase and not feeling like you're making any progress is you're maybe forgetting about some of those values that are that part of your being. So if I'm trying to get the podcast things going and getting interviews scheduled and I'm focused on the task rather than the purpose of the podcast of connecting people, I might sort of lose sight of that. And when I think back about how I can connect people, I think that motivates me a little bit more and it really helps things fall into place when I'm focused on that state of being and those values that are really important to my purpose. So that has been an exercise that has been helpful to, to see where, to, to really see how I'm treating myself and what I'm saying to myself in my head all day long. So again, you know, if you want to try that, even if you don't have a microphone and all these things, just record yourself on your phone and just see what kinds of things you're saying. It can also help you see your tone when you're talking about different things. So maybe you can see things where you sounded more excited talking about it. And maybe that's a place that you want to put more energy in and then hearing maybe where you're sounding kind of sad talking about something or you might choose to make some different choices. So those are a few of the things that really stood out to me this week as I heard from some different teachers and then looked inside myself to see how that applies to my life. So I thought I would share that and maybe there's some insight there for yourself to think about. And then another thing at the end of the Elizabeth Gilbert book reading, she shared a poem that I thought was very moving to most of the people in the audience. I believe it was written for people to really read after they've lost love, whether they ended a relationship, someone else ended a relationship, uh, something of that nature. But I think it's 
it also really applies in the case of where you've disconnected with yourself. And maybe, again, I can see it in this doing space where you're doing, 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 and not connecting with that person that you are inside. So I just wanted to share this poem with you to see if it may have some meaning for you as well as you look at your own life. The poem is by Derek Walcott. It's called Love After Love. The time will come when, with elation, you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. Thank you for joining me today. And I've shared in the show notes some links to the speakers that I talked about So if you'd like to learn more about them and some of the information they share, check that out. I hope you have a great week and that you're able to disconnect from the doing, doing, doing and spend some time being. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Single Soul Circle podcast. If you'd like to be a guest or have an idea for a guest, email me at singlesoulcircle at gmail.com and be sure to check out our blog at singlesoulcircle.com.